Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are, as Paul said, we're continuing our relationship series today, and I hope that you have gained um, some keys to help you relate to the people in your world because this is about helping you relate to in all your different relationships, uh, your friendships, your relationships at work, with your colleagues, uh, if you're married, with your spouse, um, with your children, with your siblings, with your parents. The first um, scripture we have today is from Matthew 22 and it says this, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart or your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. God, ourself, and others. It's this beautiful dance. And as followers of Christ, those the, the, all of these relationships are connected. Um, so, so far in this series, we've looked at communication. We've looked at mind reading and making assumptions. We've looked at managing expectations. And today we are looking at uh, how to have a good fight. We're looking at conflict. Um, And we're looking at how to resolve it. Because every single relationship will experience conflict. And we aren't always good at knowing what to do when there's conflict. You know, as a 12 or 13-year-old teenager... Um, my strategy was, I had two strategies. One was the shutdown strategy where I just would totally shut down and ignore the person. The other strategy I had, which, you know, was very dramatic, uh, was the storm out strategy. And uh, Paul and I laugh about the storm out strategy when we see it happening on movies and things like that. Oh, gosh. Thank goodness I have grown from those times. How do you handle conflict? We're, uh, we're looking at the book, Emotionally Healthy Relationships, and today it's all about, all about uh, how to have a good fight, as I've already said. You know, when Paul and I were in pre-marriage counselling, um, the guy who was doing the pre-marriage counselling for us talked about the five, five stresses of marriage, money, sex, um, communication, Um, in-laws and child raising. And he said to us at the end of our pre-marriage counselling, he said, guys, the thing that you're going to find the hardest is um, really how to have an argument because you, 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 you skirt around the issue and you, you don't want to say the hard things. And, and that was true. We did need to grow in that area. You don't want to grow too much in that area. You just want to be very balanced in that area, don't you? So disagreements can be handled on a very large spectrum from ignoring the problem and just hoping it will go away. Problem, what problem? Do you know people that are like that? Uh, Not saying anything. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is exploding like a volcano and the other person gets lava. They get burnt by the words that, or the the actions, uh, by the by how we act uh, during a conflict, 
And then there's many things in between. So, so how do you go? Where do you sit in that spectrum? For a lot of years, I found it really hard to get my words out, to, not, to, to know exactly what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it. I'm a lot better at that now. Praise God. Unresolved conflicts are one of the greatest tensions in people's lives in a relationship and most of us hate them and we don't know what to do about them. We may be a person who doesn't want to risk causing damage to a relationship and and just prefers to ignore the difficult issues, which means settling for a false peace, hoping against hope the problem will somehow just magically go away. It won't. Some people think that false peace is better than no peace. In the very short term, that may be true, but the result of dealing with conflict in this way is actually a weak relationship where, is, where there, are, there are a compounding number of issues that cannot be discussed and there's tension and there's pretense. And relationship, see, relationships built on lies and pretense won't be healthy. Relationships must, they must be built on truth and mercy. Psalm 85 verse 10 says this, Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Mercy and truth. Mercy without truth supports and affirms the other person but keeps them in denial about the issue that needs to be discussed and resolved. Mercy without truth. We, we know we had, have some friends who for many years, they just enabled one of their children to get into more and more debt. To, they just kept paying off all of his bills. They just kept paying off all of his debts because of their great mercy and love for their child. But it never, it never fixed the problem. It never resolved the issue. But truth without mercy is harshness. It's, it gives information, but it, it gives information in such a way that it actually can't be heard. Truth without mercy. Here's an example. When someone does something and they don't do it so well, you don't know what you're doing. You're not good at this. Now, that, that might be true, but that person is going to say, stay stuck if that's all they hear. Mercy, uh, if you add mercy to, to that example and you would say, you know, this is a growth area for you, but if you do this and this and this and if you change that, I can really see you being able to achieve what you're hoping to achieve. We need mercy and truth. Part of the reason resolving conflicts can be difficult is because we may have misinterpreted this verse in the Bible that talks all about peacemaking. Matthew 5, 9 says this, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. You may have heard uh, a translation that says, um, blessed are the peacemakers. I really like the, the translation that I read out before. God blesses those who work for peace because working for peace is really hard work at times. I don't know if you've found that, but I have. It's not pacifying or appeasing people who are upset and just making sure that you don't rock the boat. Peace at any cost. No, when there is an issue that needs to be dealt with, you deal with it. 
Working for peace is not ignoring difficult issues and problems and making sure that things are always calm. That's false peace. And there's no blessing in relationships when that's false peace. If a spouse is being treated badly over and over again, continually again, and they just uh, allow that to happen because they want to keep the peace, that's a false peace and there's no blessing from that. Parents being overly involved in their adult kids' lives or their child raising of their children, if the children just think, oh, I... I can't rock the boat, I can't, I want to settle for peace, a false peace. There's no blessing in that. Those conflicts have to be dealt with. A friendship that is one-sided, that has to be dealt with, that has to be talked about. Are you settling for false peace in your relationships? Blessed are the people who work for peace. Because conflict is actually normal, it's important and it's necessary if relationships are going to enter into their next level of growth and maturity. In fact, the more mature your relationship, the more you are able to talk about disagreements and conflicts rather than pretending that they don't exist. Problem, what problem? But it's important that every conflict is entered into maturely and and isn't fought using dirty fighting tactics, not clean fighting tactics. So here are some dirty fighting tactics. And I have been, and at times are, uh, do this. I am guilty of some of these. How about you? Silent treatment. Blaming or attacking. Name calling. Criticising. Sarcasm. Shouting. Using always and never. Passive-aggressive behaviour, avoiding, being condescending, rage, lying, violence. See, some of us find ourselves caught in in a negative pattern using some of those tactics when we're trying to resolve conflict. And this is not the example that Jesus gives us. This is not the example we find in the Word of God. And, And Jesus himself is is a great example of someone who didn't settle for false peace. When there was an issue that needed to be dealt with, in fact, he disrupted false peace to the, uh, of the people around him. The disciples. One minute he told Peter he'd heard from God. The next minute he, when Peter was sprouting off about, no, don't die, Jesus, he said, get behind me, Satan. The crowds, the crowds wanted Jesus to stay with them all the time. And there's an example where Jesus said, that's not what I'm here for. And off he went. He didn't just do everything that everyone wanted him to do and stay quiet. The religious leaders, he was forever disrupting the religious leaders. The Romans, what about the buying and selling in the temple? Jesus actually brought disruption in order to bring true peace. He didn't avoid conflict or just appease people. He didn't ignore tensions or differences. Matthew 21, 12, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. In Matthew 10, 34, 
It's, it's, he said this, Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace but a sword. True peace will not come by pretending that what is wrong is right. Living with false, living with lies, pretending what is wrong is right. If something is wrong, we need to talk about it. We need to deal with it. When you decide that you won't avoid conflict or try to appease someone when there's an issue, there will be disruption. (laughs) It will be uncomfortable. It will be tense. And at times, as you're walking it out, you you will probably regret opening your mouth. But if it's done correctly and maturely, there will be real peace and blessing in your relationship and a more intimate, strong relationship on the other side. And that's what we all really want. So I'm going to play something that Paul and I recorded during the week, which is going to give you an example of the wrong way to have an argument. And then we're going to give you an example of how to have a clean fight. Uh, It's a pretty harmless example. It's not too drastic. But it will give you the idea. It's, it's a real example of something that happened, you know, a number of weeks ago. So a clean fight is a negotiation between two people for the sake of the relationship. The person who asks for the clean fight is acknowledging that they are the one with the issue. So here it comes. So a number of weeks ago, Paul and I had a disagreement uh, because I had cooked dinner and he didn't do the clean up, which is the agreement. If you cook, you don't clean up. So I went and spoke, confronted him probably about it with a not so great attitude. So this is what happened. I went in, uh, he was in our bedroom lying on the bed getting ready. He was preaching the next day. Um, And I went went in and I said to him, so, you know you left me to clean up tonight, uh, even though I did the cooking. Is this what you expect from me now? What do you mean? I put some things away. I feel like ever since we've been renovating, you expect me to do all the cooking and cleaning up. And if you cook, I always clean up. Are you saying I'm not contributing? Why didn't you tell me there's some washing up to do? So it's my responsibility to tell you, is it? Hey babe, can I talk to you about something? Sure. I noticed that you didn't wash up tonight after dinner and that's our agreement Mm. because I cooked. Mm -hmm. I value us sharing the domestics um, because I don't want to feel resentful and like I'm expected to do it all. Mm. When you don't clean up after a meal, I feel taken for granted and um, I don't like feeling that way. I can understand that. Can I ask you to clean up um, when I cook and just not leave it for me to do? Sure. Yeah, sorry about that. Thank you. Mm. There you go. And yes, there was some attacking at the end of that. All good attacking, by the way. Um, Who noticed the crooked picture? I couldn't see anything but it. Anyway. Moving right along, this is the model that we used. 
ask if you can talk about something? Paul, can I talk about something with you? I noticed, I notice, so you talk about the issue, uh, the behaviour. I value, state why it's important to you. When you talk, do this, I feel like that. And then state your request clearly and respectfully and specifically. Then the listener is to consider the request and either agree or offer an alternative solution. And then you agree together on the outcome. And then your husband attacks you and gives you a big kiss. That's what happened with us. So it <laughs> doesn't happen all the time though. <laughs> okay, so I think the main thing to remember is that relationships are worth the effort it takes to work through conflicts. At times, you might get stuck in one of those uh, fights. And if that, if that happens, it's really wise to ask for help to have someone outside of the relationship to help you work through the issues. So your relationship is worth the effort. Our relationship is worth the effort needed to get through the toughest of conflicts. So let's be people that don't settle for false peace. It's false. Blessed are those who work for peace. Let's do the work because our relationships are going to be better on the other side. Maybe you're listening this morning. And uh, actually, first of all, Father, I just pray, God, for every person that is listening today who finds it really hard, who's in the middle of, who's been settling for false peace. God, I ask you, Father, just to strengthen them, to comfort them, to encourage them. Lord, I pray that you would help us, you would strengthen all of our relationships, that you would help us to sort through the issues so that our relationships are healthy and strong. Thank you, Jesus, that you see every relationship and you want it to get better and better and better. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.